Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Standard. I'm standing outside The Glory, an iconic LGBTQ plus venue in East London, which is about to close its doors for the final time. Based in the heart of Haggerston, it's been a staple for the community for nine years. The place to go for those looking for the best up-and-coming drag performances, off-the-wall parties and quirky club nights. Or even just those who fancy a quiet pint in a friendly pub. On the 31st of January, it's officially the end of an era, and it will be no more. Don't worry though, there's something else on the horizon and we'll give more details on that shortly. Anyway, come on, let's go inside. I've asked one of the founders for a tour of the glory. Here we are at the glory at 281 Kingsland Road in Haggerston. I'm at the double doors. We're just going to push our way through these little um, royal blue double doors into the space, into our little tinseled um, cave here with little pictures of like, what? what is that? That is Tigger. We're going downstairs now to the... Um, to the disco area where we do cabaret as well. So we're down like a broken neon lit staircase with a Jeff Coombs ripoff sculpture of a topless person. Everything, only half of everything works anymore because we're, we're, because we're leaving, I'm not changing any more light bulbs, into the coat shake, which has that beautiful smell of Uniqlo and damp. <laughs> We have the bar down the far end of the room. More glitter curtains. Do you want to hear the sound of glitter curtains? This is this is the sound of your mum copying off with Santa Claus. <laughs> I am John Sizzle. I am co-owner of The Glory. I'm Johnny Wu. I'm a co-owner and a performer. The Glory is an LGBTQIA plus venue in Haggerston in London. We've been open since uh, 2014 and I've known Johnny for 20 years. We've worked together putting on lots of bits and bobs and shows and happenings. And towards the halfway through that relationship, Johnny asked me to come and see a venue with him. <laughs> Something like that. During, the, during that time, my partner at the time, Colin, had decided that he wanted to open a, um, a gay pub and I was going out with him and obviously I was like, I want to be part of this too. And so we started um, looking at venues for a couple of years. I think we're getting kind of a bit blurred as to when we kind of like, John got involved. I remember a phone call in Boots 
You invited me to see this. Do you want to come and see a space? You said I came to see a space. Did you? you didn't invite me on board. You invited me to come and see it. Oh, right. I remember you. Going, I remember you saying. That's what I, I, he- I hear you're opening a venue. I want in with the words that I kind of remember. No, no. I came to see this with you, and I was just like squealing internally. And when I left, I phoned you from Boots. Ah, oh, was it? No, I, said, I was in. I, boots. I won in. You weren't in Boots. I was uh, in Boots. I might close. have been in Boots as well because we have been in synchronicity so that's basically how that came about and there was we had a fourth partner called zoe from dawson superstore was involved as well and so the idea was it was just a a gay pub queer pub doing the kind of nights we want to go out to fun disco in a pub party in a pub club downstairs with kind of music we want to bash about to and for me especially um i wanted there to be designated performance space because that had been kind of like at the heart of basically my career for the past 20 years and so this space it was like on two floors it offered that um the two spaces that we needed the thing was i think the space totally informed how it was going to be used anyway because when you walk in it's got a stage right there yeah you walked in straight where there was a stage we're like well that was great and And it's um, kind of like old school gay bars they always have like a a stage on the ground floor yeah it is we've we've basically we've we've actually took everyone back in time You know, everyone, everyone thought, everyone thought the queer scene was progressing. We dragged it, <laughs> we dragged it back to the 1970s. So if you come to the glory, like on, of a weekend, for example, there's usually a show coming, going on downstairs, which could be anything from a variety cabaret, could be a play, could be a spoken word piece, could be a live art piece, could be experimental, could be quite sort of mainstream, but that'll be going on downstairs. Upstairs will be operating as a pub and then some shows will start popping up later. And then the whole place turns into kind of like a, it's not really a club. It's like a, it's, 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 a, it's a pub club. It's a pub club. It's a party. It's a party place. Oh, really. a pub. You know, it's kind, it's kind of a club downstairs. Obviously, it's a huge sort of pillar of the community, the glory. Um, it's a great space for LGBTQ plus people to come together, feel like safe. It's got all those elements. How did it establish itself as, you know, one of those sort of iconic venues for London? I think that's happened over time, it wasn't deliberate to start with. At first, you know, coming from our background, we didn't really know how to to deal with a building like this or create a, a viable business. So a lot of the time was spent learning the ropes. And then through through that and through interacting with our community and the variety of people within our community and their needs, we started to realise that we, we should focus more on diversity. We do have a responsibility to do this. People look at us as adults, ironically, to, to look after them and to, and to look after their needs and which came quite easily and quite naturally to us. So, so over time, I think that has built up and people have, have grown up here over the 10 years and, and it's become embedded in part of our. Yeah, you, yeah. You, we we set out to just open a business, really. We set out yeah. to open a business and kind of like you know, own a business. You you want to make some money. You want to have a good time. You want to get some security stay for the future. Yeah, you want to yeah. stay open. All that kind of things. I don't think you go into any kind of business thinking I'm doing this business to build a community. That's kind of not. That's mm. not at the forefront, really. And the community that builds up around something, that's that's out of our control. That's not yeah. something that we kind of guide. We're just providing kind of like, not even a service. We're, we're doing things that we kind of like think are yeah. enjoyable, that people can be included in. And so it's it's it was a surprise. And it was something which we're very grateful for. And we now feel a, a responsible to sort of continue to nurture and sort of like support and help. It's 
something that's kind of blossomed up yeah. beyond us. So it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a bonus and something that we're, as I said, very thankful. Yeah. For. I think, I think it, it sort of, it was quite surprising how people gravitated to this without us even making too much of an effort for them to, to call them in. And it just sort of snowballed. And before you knew it, you know, they all became part of the working cogs of the building. We don't make this happen. The community does. People contact us. We help mentor them, put them in the right position, help them put on a show, become a DJ, blah, 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 provide them with some gigs and all the rest of it. And it just snowballs and blossoms from them, from there. I mean, as long as you treat people well, everything else comes, comes naturally, I think. Yeah. And you mentioned, obviously, there's been a lot of people who started their DJ careers here, drag careers here. Like, yeah. uh, who are some of the most well-known, sort of established artists like that that have well, started the, here? Well, the most famous, probably one of the most famous ones currently, is someone like Bimini. Ginger. Ginger just one. Ginger just one. So Bimini kind of like was probably the first one to really explode on drag race during the lockdown. They kind of like... Did their, That's Bimini Bon Boulash for people who aren't aware. <laughs> yeah, Bimini Bon Boulash did one of their first gigs here. Like, yeah, in totally. Lips in 1000 completely. Yeah. And then, you know, developed. And then during the you know, during that season two, obviously became um, a huge star. And they're still in contact with us, kind of dropping every now and again, so that we feel like they're still very much part of our kind of community and family. And as I say, obviously someone like Ginger Johnson. Ginger didn't, Ginger didn't start here. Ginger was already doing stuff, yeah. but was very much part of oh, doing family. stuff with her. The roast of Johnson's was very funny. Do you remember when Ginger Johnson did that? She roast? slagged me off something chronic. I was already like in tears because I was 50, but, uh, yeah, she slaughtered me. Yeah, yeah. Drag race isn't the only pathway, you know, yeah. as you say, there's a Soho theater, there's Battersea Art Center. Um, um, there's the Edinburgh Festival. There's, um, I know Don Juan, for example, did their first gig here with us. They, Jade um, Adams used to do stuff here. Jade Adams, but taking Don as an example, they're someone who kind of started here, did their first drag king gig here. And now they've performed in the West End. They've been on Joe Lysett's Channel 4 show. Um, they're doing a solo show. Well, not, not, not a solo show at the um, Clapping Ground, but they're doing stuff at the Clapping Ground. But someone who, you know, without having to go on television, you make viable careers, kind of like out of performing and out of cabaret and out of theatre. And it's great to see. And, you know, some DJs have done that too. Look at someone like Jacob, who totally started yeah. doing stuff here. Yeah. You know, kind of now DJing at Adonis, DJing all around the, um, around the world. And, you know, so it's true, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, listen, yeah, we are quite famous. We, we are quite are. famous. We were the most famous people in the room at the very beginning. So actually, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you. You're all welcome. Tax returns on the 31st of January, please. Oh <laughs> let's go to the ads after the break the glory founders john sizzle and johnny Wu give all the details on their new venue the divine here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. You're going to be closing your doors on the 31st of January. What's it going to be like to actually move away from this venue? And like, what's your sort of general well, feeling I mean, about it? I'm, I'm broken, but Johnny doesn't. Johnny's on to the next thing as usual. Yeah, he's he's forward looking. <clears throat> he's forward looking. I'm more like, you know, I'm the motherly one is going to be still here probably it's uh great that you're moving to a new venue and it sounds really exciting but people might look at it and see like oh it's another iconic lgbtq plus venue closing its doors are lgbtq plus venues struggling at the moment because we've obviously had the closure of gay late is that something that was a factor in the move no no, not really i mean the the this there is some truth in these matters all of hospitality is struggling yeah all of it across the board, yeah. restaurants, bars, yeah. clubs, um, old pubs. Yeah. Um, people are, are skint. We, we, you know, we've got an issue in the whole country with cross living, post-Brexit, post-pandemic. Yeah. Everyone's feeling the pinch. So that's generally what's happening. It's not, it's, that's not part of this story. I wouldn't say that this, you, you know, people might want to say, the glory's closing because it's going to be turned into luxury flats. Mm. The glory's closing. We don't know what the new people are going to do particularly. We know they're going to develop it. They wanted us to stay. They wanted us to stay, but we'd kind of like, we, we didn't want to kind of like fit around someone's development plans, basically. So we left. All bars basically in the area have flats above them. It's a, it's a standard thing. We were looking for somewhere else as well anyway. It just so happened that all the timing came together. This is a positive move and, and a way for us to remain as a viable business for the next 10 years. We're not being pushed most most people aren't being pushed. People are trying to get people to desperately hang on to their venues. It's only when you're in somewhere like the West End, like GAY, when you're in a, a really big yeah. um, sort of high rent value. High kind rent of, value and rates. Yeah. You just have to look at the amount of kind of like pubs that are closing. Tons of, yeah. tons of local pubs are closing at the moment. I think if anything, the kind of like um, queer venues are kind of, we're kind of resilient, and especially the ones who are which are owned by independently owned, we will fight to stay open. And what can people expect from the divine moving forward? Is it going to be as iconic as the glory? Is it the same oh, as the glory, yes. or how is it different? So the so the new venue is is a big glass windowed space that opens up onto the onto the street of um, of Stoke Newton Road. It's got it's on the sunny side of the street, so it'll be floodlit. It's a huge high ceiling space and max allen a friend of ours is doing some a huge installation of drapes and applique iconography of queer people that we know admire and we've got a lease now for 10 years so watch this space we have got plans we're using it to consolidate all of the naughty little parties that we've that we know and love. We, we, we're working still with big players like the National Theatre to put on our three day curated event for their River Stage River Festival, Stage. and and working with you know striking up relationships with other theatre companies, possibly doing our own um, fringe festivals. 
it's, it's just an opportunity for us to actually lay down some solid roots. It's a different space. It's going to have a different feel. In terms of what the space offers in fit for performance possibility and that side of the business, which is something that I kind of, um, I'm interested in. I think, um, I think our performance community are going to be very excited about what we've got to offer. So I think that's going to really drive forwards. And it's got an amazing stage in it. The basement has yeah. got the production values that, that, that we're, um, investing in. It's amazing. The, the lighting rig and the sound's going to be amazing. I think we're going to be tempting back quite a few of our, our bigger acts to come and play it. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think so. We've basically been saving up for this moment. We, we knew from the very beginning that we we're going to have to leave this building at some point because yeah. it is broken. You so just, cool. sometimes you just have to say goodbye. It's like selling the family home. Yeah. You, you, you walk around each of those rooms, you turn the light switches off and then you just, you leave and you just have shed a tear and then you're like, get divorced and move to Benidorm. <laughs> Ten years time. <laughs> <laughs> and will all the iconic tinsel and balloons be coming with then? Oh, listen, it, it listen, will be glittery and shiny, but no balloons. <laughs> tinsel curtain is never far away. <laughs> the Glory officially closes its doors on the 31st of January and the Divine opens on the 2nd of February. And that's it from this episode. This podcast will be back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.